Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is January 10th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, doing good. I forgot how late the the Sony goes on the these weeknights and how, you know, it's just a late night of recording. It's the doldrums <laughs> of the schedule for us. Yeah, you sent me a pretty blunt text message. Fuck this tournament before recording. <laughs> taking us deep into the night here so we might not be our sharpest i had i had an early morning this morning that's just what that's why i I think it's i was just i've worn out watching it but now i'm ready to go okay fantastic i'm gonna start with the friday episode start with a little miscellany first i got an issue an apology oh Uh, you have to (laughs) issue an apology this is a (laughs) rare the ending move starting off with an apology it sounds like you know, the whole Joaquin Neiman's age when Todd Hamilton won the Open Championship? Sounds like there was some context around that. People have DM'd us saying, like, I guess Neiman was, like, bumping, running with, I don't know, a hybrid of some sort around the green. That made it prompt the Todd Hamilton joke, and then they brought the graphic out. So Sounds I mean, like I was, a pr- pretty quick on-your-toes graphic. I mean, I was really hollering about this on Monday. Just, like, how do you just drop this out of the sky? Who gives a shit? <laughs> how old Joaquin Neiman was, but there's, there's some slight context to it. It's still a little random, but, but if he was bumping, running around the green, I apologize. How about the big events graphic today? Yeah. The big, ter- the big champ, the championship. It's, it's running up the screen. Didn't even include the Ryder cup. <laughs> I didn't, wait, 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 where's the Ryder cup? Why we got the, we got the FedEx cup net, the club championship. We have the you players. You know, I liked as Sammy Bananas pointed out that all the FedEx Cup playoffs are being played the same date. Somehow they're <laughs> they're going to be playing the the That's BMW, the Northern Trust, and the and the um. That's a good Coke, point. Or the Tour Championship concru- concurrently, concurrently. The Coca Cola Club Net Championship. Yeah. Um. That's a good point. It's just a four day four. <laughs> That's pretty good. The players was in all caps. That was pretty good. Everything else just normal convention, but the players has to be in all caps on the graphic. It's just growing. It's running off the screen. Now we have the Olympics inserted. In I just have, I can't um, believe that the Olympics got to that stature. I mean, I mean the players has been around forever. You know the the masters. You think if you're like a, you think if you're like an ants like a like an athlete just associated with the olympics he's like someone should text like simone biles today or michael i was talking about the honor that they made it they've gold medal in this in a in an event that's made the season of championships graphic like just throw out the golf like hey you know i know you've had a big career but now like it's it's being amplified now you're in the season of championships graphic 
Uh, so, just, so, just, just so, great, so. great stuff. All right, more miscellaneous. We're gonna hit the DM story time real quick. All right, story this time is from uh, MG Graham. MG, I'll just say MG. Wanted to share another shotgun relevant story. I played in a birdies for the brave tournament in Katy, Texas a couple of weeks ago. I'm stepping onto the 11th tee in a club pro zooms up in a cart with a passenger beside him and says, gentlemen, this is Ed Fiore. No, you may, you may remember that he went head to head with a young man named tiger woods a few years back and beat his ass to a pulp <laughs> and, and beat his ass to a pulp. This is a club pro just, touring ed fiore around like he's a <laughs> you know a celebrity the pool boy <laughs> yeah i shook his hand and let him know he's a podcast legend how about that so fiore is now apparently in the loop he may not know what a podcast is but he he, he knows people are out there talking about him so i love that the club pro he beat a young man named tiger woods to a pulp uh second miscellaneous story chris Broyles out of atlanta lets us know <clears throat> just uh, kind of relevant to this week on the fifth anniversary of the uh, kidnapping in uh, Oahu, the old famous Oahu kidnapping of Robert Allenby. The the tiki, uh, the wine bar, what was it called? I, yeah, I don't remember. Wasn't there a gentleman's club involved too, perhaps? I don't, I don't think there was. I think it was the <laughs> wine. It was a self-serve wine bar, according to Barry's on the ground reporting. <laughs> self-serve wine bar. What's that mean? <laughs> you, you, you can have don't. as heavy a hand and heavy a pour as you want. Yeah. <laughs> run across the top of the glass. Just pour that so you can run across the top. Um, <laughs> all right. So Chris Broyles, listener in Atlanta, says Mick Middlemo. Remember, he's the looper for Allenby at the time. Later, walked off the course in the Canadian Open. They, you remember that? The big blow-up? Yeah. Allenby, oh, yeah. So Mick Middlemo was part of the worst for the wear night, night of the crime, quote. Um, and Mick is now, it, this is just, this is kind of a, a tip on how, how you could entertain yourself here. Mick Middlemo is now the GM of a Taco Mac, which I'm told is a Southern establishment analogous to like a Buffalo Wild Wings type place. In uh, suburban Atlanta, perimeter Atlanta, perimeter something or other. And apparently, if you drop in, he just regales you with Allenby stories. Oh, my God. And we'll, we and should go in there. We we'll should go in there in. before the Masters. It sounds amazing. We'll give you the full details of what happened on that fateful night, or as much detail as he knows. And we, and so I've been trying to get him on the podcast, Mick Middlemo. Not, not reluctant, uh, reluctant to come on the podcast because he doesn't want to. <laughs> reheat the story little does he know it's it's always hot here <laughs> like it, it hasn't Allenby, left the oven it doesn't need to be reheated it's for top of mind all day i want day. i want more on the quad cities uh pissing incident <laughs> well i don't know if he was a looper back then maybe he was so anyways i mean mick middlemo is available he's managing the taco mac in suburban atlanta i, I think we drop in there with with the mics before the masters <laughs> flying we'll to make it, the atl you know make it part of our masters preview content oh yeah he's got a lot of detail apparent bob was you know on his way for worse for the wear throughout the day maybe even during the round it was just a, a long day in oahu then so that that's uh my quick story time miscellaneous to start all right off. oh and one more thing i just want to say 
the troops are making an incursion into your heart. You see who they signed their newest ambassador now? You got Darren Williams. Yeah, they're coming for your Illini heart. Yeah, I mean, I was in I was in school when Darren Williams was in. Who's school. your favorite Illini basketball player? Like from I guess were you that growing up or not until I, you went to school? I I was a I was a Michigan fan growing up. I went to Illinois. Oh, okay. But uh, I I uh, you know my freshman year was their national title the year they went to the championship game. And um, okay. so that was that Darren Williams team. I'd say my my favorite? my favorite was uh, probably Luther Head. Oh uh, yeah, he was fun. He yeah, was fun. he was okay. sweet. Um, but uh, all right, yeah, that's enough uh, Friday miscellany to start the start the uh, end of the week here. <clears throat> should we move on to the scores results? I think we should talk about <laughs> the biggest news of the day. What's that? The the news that Brandel was tried to hut tried they tried it was there was an attempt to hush Brandel. <laughs> I just I, all right, we'll go straight to that. Let's go straight to it. Late breaking Thursday night. <clears throat> Story from Eamon Lynch in Golf Week on Patrick Reed's attorney during the President's Cup, it sounds like, firing off cease and desist at Brandel Chambly uh for using the word cheater. And you calling him a, saying that that Reed cheated, and to defend the actions of Pat Reed is to defend cheating. So, presumably, someone in the Justine Corain camp, her Corain family, uh, you know, acquired this counsel and had them start sending off cease and desist. The purpose of this letter is to obtain assurance that you will refrain from any further dissemination, publication, or republication of false defamatory statements concerning Mr. Reed, including any allegations that, quote, he cheated at the Hero World Challenge in the Bahamas. Peter Ginsburg, who's also known as the Ray Rice attorney from uh, the firm of Sullivan and Worcester. So, I mean, of course... This gets out. You can't go off firing C and D's to the media, and and, and your Pat Reed, who you know you kind of have a reputation for being a little, well, a controversial and b a little sensitive to criticism, you know, and and blowing back at any kind of criticism quick, quickly and swiftly. Um, so this is this is the big news Friday night, and. and I don't know. It's whatever. It, they, it brought Eamon's article brings in Abe, uh, Shane Ryan's old stuff about uh, his college indiscretions of perhaps reporting incorrect scores. There's rumors that he stole a putter out of a locker room at UGA. There, it's so like it all, all this does is keep it. It's, it's like when, remember when Tiger wrote that, I think it was a player's tribune article about Dan Jenkins, like not true, not funny. And no one had read the actual Dan Jenkins like column, but Tiger, you know, issuing this rebuke and issuing this objection then goes and makes everybody kind of read the, yeah. the Jenkins. Like the, all this does is bubble this story. Brings it right top. back up. And now we're talking about his college industry. And it makes him look terrible because he's asking a, an analyst to, to, you know, like, this isn't what happened, even though everybody saw it with your own eyes. Every it's it also makes Jay Monahan look like bad, look bad. Right off, just right off what we talked about Wednesday. I believe Patrick. Yeah. Well, well, that's here's the super super interesting. If he didn't do anything wrong, you wouldn't be sending cease and desist. Right. 
Right. I got, I got news for you. Like, the funny thing was, the funny thing was, uh, so Eamon, obviously this is what you do. You talk to uh, some sort of legal mind that, that would understand if there's any claim here. And Jody Balsam, Balsam, professor, sports law, Brooklyn Law School, in Eamon's article, the attempt by Reed's lawyer to silence public discourse about his client's tournament conduct is outrageous and not legally supportable. <laughs> as a public figure, and especially as an athlete, Reed assumes the risk of frank and even sens- censorious, censorious, I should know that, I went to law school at one point, commentary about his performance and admitted rule-breaking. Nothing Brandel Chambly said amounts to false statement of fact, but falls within his well-established and absolute right to express an opinion. So it's just, there's, it's totally baseless. All it does is keep this, you know, in the top of the news. And again, like you said, here's the really, really interesting part to me is I would love to understand what the PGA tours posture is on this. Right. So they have, like a rights partner, technically, well, definitely, in fact, in Golf Channel, right? So they lean on Golf Channel, I'm sure. They lean on CBS. And they, just as NFL leans on ESPN, like you say like, hey, don't talk about that. Don't bring that up. We don't want you to frame it that way. And, and Golf Channel could say, you know, go pound sand or we're going to take that under consideration. We think that's important enough. We're going to, you know, follow your wishes. Like, that just happens with rights holders and, and networks. So you have a rights holder on one side and you have a member, member on the other hand, side telling them that they're going to, you know, cease and desist. You can't state this is an opinion. Well, it's a fact, but it's also he's allowed to characterize it however he wants. He's on the air. That's his job. So where does the PGA Tour fall in? I think that's fascinating. Who are they going to support? Patrick Reed says, like, it would... The tour can't go. They already supported Patrick Reed. Right, but they can't go to Golf Channel and say you can't call him a cheater, right? They can't possibly do that because they they do. They can lean on him about certain things like, hey, capitalize all players, you know, capitalize the players or things like that. I'm sure I'm not saying they did do that, but there are certain perks of that relationship, right? So that to me is where the tour falls in the middle on this. They have a member firing off at their rights holder to cease and desist using the C word. So that, that's the most interesting aspect to me. And we'll never hear what, what would Monahan say? Brandel's allowed to say whatever he wants. i also believe Patrick. I, I, I think it puts them in a really difficult situation. And if they did step in and did do, do something to like hush it up, it's, it's just completely ridiculous, you know? Yeah. You yeah. want it at the end of the day, all of this read stuff is good for the PGA tour. <clears throat> totally. It brings it, interest. There's interest in eyeballs because of it. And line drive section. You'd give Jordan speed that drop. Like it's all good. It's all good for the tour. I don't understand why they, yeah, they, they would want to hype this stuff, not downplay it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, that that was I I can't wait to hear who gets the next cease and desist from from about, Mr. Ginsburg. How about in our pool we have like eighteen different variations of teams named cheater cheating. Reed is a cheater. <laughs> well, I mean, while we're there, do you want to know who who the first yeah. first Let two teams rip. are? Let teams in first and second through one yeah. round. 
So what are we projecting? Earnings? After yeah, one projected round? earnings. So okay. first place team projected earning is baby walrus husks. <laughs> and the second one is the pool boys. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All these ridiculous references pulled out of the, you know, from the depths. Fantastic. In sixth place is the trillion dollar driveway. <laughs> the turnout for that was are amazing very impressive we appreciate everyone doing my it. uh my picks are in 2063rd place right now oh i gotta check my pick <laughs> not doing so hot 2063rd <laughs> i'm in the bottom 20 percent. that's not great andy <laughs> it's, early, right? it's early it's you can't, early you can't can't win it on the first day it's pretty early okay well, let me see where i am good radio no, but- here the best was uh, I'm in two, oh shit, I'm in two thousand three hundred and fifty eighth place. So I'm even worse than you. Projected, projected. It's early. We're, we're 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 closers, not start fast starters. We've never been good at the picks thing. It's not our forte either way. All right, should we do a quick ad read for Athletic Brewing Company? Yeah. Yeah. How's your dry January going? Have you broken the seal? Have you used no. Cheap- no cheat days used yet. I bet I feel so good. I'm I'm crisp. I I wake up every day and I'm like, God, I feel great. My body's moving well, you know. <laughs> just my mind's clear. It's really been a revelation. All right. Well, we've done a hard pivot from journeyman in December to athletic brewing company in uh dry January. Andy and I, I've used one cheat day. As I said, I got LMB level drunk last Friday. It was a stressful day with the children. Uh, but my, my athletic shipment hadn't come through. And this is no bullshit. This is just, this is like, this is the way my life is gone. It's not an ad read. This is how it's been. The athletic has helped me get through those stressful moments. I honestly life. think there's a placebo effect. Dude, I was telling my wife, I have a buzz right now. And it lasts five minutes. She goes, you're an idiot. You're, you're a fucking idiot. It's like, so great buzz maybe like a first you know it lasts only a few minutes there you know the taste fills you up the calories like it's 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 not a lot of calories i think it's 50 calories the ones i've been having but like it just it i, I this is not an ad read I, I mean it is an ad read i should it is in fact an ad read. But i'm telling you from the bottom of my heart straight up honestly it has helped me get through this dry January challenge, which in general is probably a good and healthy thing that I should be doing. You know, a friend of mine, uh, you know, he's like, Hey, I listened to your pod and, uh, and I heard that ad read. You guys sounded like two fucking alcoholics. (laughs) (laughs) I promise you were not, (laughs) but I will say this. There's something about like someday when you have a long day and you, and you're like, I was cooking dinner the other night and I, I opened up an athletic yeah. And, and there yeah, was some, yeah. there's something like after a long day, you're, you're whatever. There's something psychological <laughs> about, about a beer. Yes. Yes. And, and it literally quelled <laughs> that psychological thing. But the beauty of it was like, I finished dinner and like, then I was like, I wasn't, I wasn't on my way to second beer. I was like, <laughs> oh, oh I'm, I'm like going to go. More. Finish some stuff up, and I have all this energy still because I haven't been. It's like 
I, it, you could, I could have gone to the gym. I was joking with my wife that I want to take one into the gym and put it into my uh, like water bottle. Like I've got yeah. like one of those turvises that's got like a you know top on it. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it, and I'm gonna like pop open a can in the gym and pour it in, and like just to see what people, people are like, is that guy drinking a beer? Yep. <laughs> hey, can I just say one of the great rackets is how you don't get a top with the turvis sometimes. That's like the sign of a good pro shop. If the top turvis comes with the top, I'm not talking about that top. I'm talking. I know it's what you're got talking like about. The a water bottle one. Yeah, it's the on water bottle top. Yeah, on a hinge there, yeah. and flips open. Those you like, terrible. you like the real tops. But those water bottle ones aren't durable. All right, we're back back onto it. Athleticbrewing.com. All organic. Free shipping nationwide. For promo code, you get 20% off. Fried egg, all caps. Fried egg 20. You get 20% off. Free shipping as well. So if you want to join our dry January crusade, our challenge, I still got a cheat day. I mean, it, it may not be totally dry. There may be a drip or a, a leak here or there. But uh, this last week was great. I, I've maintained my pledge. So athleticbrewing.com, full fermented beer. It's craft NA. It's not like, it, it doesn't taste like a Bud Light with no alcohol in it. It's like, it tastes like a real actual beer, which I think is, I think a major delineation and distinction from what I've come to know NA beer to be. Mrs. Uh, Fried Egg had a sip and she was like, wow. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. good. So all organic, free shipping nationwide. Promo code is FRIEDEGG20. All right. I think, I think you could hustle people on the golf course with this stuff. Yeah. Be like, act like you're getting just, you know, really drunk Bless. and then take all their money. Well, now you're talking about long games, long cons. All right. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll revisit that this summer, maybe. It's not a bad idea. It's not the most honorable gentlemanly thing to do, I would say. Yeah, but when uh, money's up for grand grabs, it's not a gentlemanly game. We're, we see that on the PGA Tour every week. <laughs> Accurate. <clears throat> I will just say my favorite part of that Eamon Lynch article was uh, Brandle citing Finnegan's Wake. <laughs> yes. Of course, he had to go to like a literary reference, you know, Finnegan's Wake. He just say it. It was an incomprehensible cease and desist. Okay. Uh, let's move on. Should we talk about uh, some scores real quick? I think we probably should talk about the golf tournament. Yeah. I tell you what. It felt like I was watching a closed circuit shotgun start feed tonight. <laughs> it went from Todd. Lots oh, of Todd. Nonstop running Todd. Every tee to green, every putt. It was fantastic. Then it was late night, and you're telling me, like, fuck this tournament. Can we record already? And we're just, they're just running out the clock. I got, I think, in three, three, three players in a row, I got Tom Hoagie, Brian Stewart, and Nick Taylor. Did, did you hear that? The, did you hear when they went, you know, there's three cameras, three Australian cameras <laughs> in the field? That was like the camera zone. <laughs> it did feel like a closed circuit shotgun start broadcast. But. And every time they show the leaderboard, boy from Bratislava's right up near the top. It was just, it was a wild mix of these guys, these flashback for our Fran Friday junior folks. You've got the, the PGA section champ is in there getting some love. They're showing him. 
Ralph thinks talking uh, about like the Hawaiian uh, AM. Yeah, the, the State <laughs> Golf Association. Like we're getting the Hawaiian AM. We're getting the PGA Club Pro champ, section champ. It was just this amazing hodgepodge of players. And then you get, of course, you get JT and Kucher and and, and uh, Tom Wilk. Is it Tom Wilkinson? Or Tim, Todd? Tim, Tim, Wilkinson. Yeah. I, Tim, a journeyman up and down. Wilkinson, he's been around. Did you that. did you hear when they said something about Brian Harmon being close to the ground? No, but I saw a tweet on it. <laughs> it was not- I I like rewinded it. I was like, wait, what did he just say? Is it rewinded or rewound? Rewound. Okay, definitely rewound. Maybe. All right. What? So he talked about him being low to the ground. <laughs> yeah. He's starting naturally low to the ground, so his bulb stays below the wind. Yeah, it was David's comment about the wind and, and how Brian Harmon's low to the ground. He has small stature. That's like the Skip Bayless take that Ricky won't win the U.S. Open because he's too short. Not his drives, but just his actual height. Um, so, yeah, this felt like a like a closed circuit. Just a circuit. Hey, what should we call Brian Stewart? Undershirt boy. Undershirt man. Jockey. He's, he, he's in, in my white tee. In my white That's his walk-up music. <laughs> I don't know. Hain. I don't think he needs a nickname. <laughs> Brian Stewart's the perfect name for him. <laughs> is, that does sound appropriate. Uh, you know, like okay. the, the term basic bitch. He's like, you know, oh, like right. he's, I'm, but he's just a basic guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. like basic tour pro. Yeah. You know, like when you do like create a like you, you know, create a player. Sure. He's like just like the guy you start with. <laughs> that is he is kind of a template template guy. He, I mean, he, he's he seems like a good dude. But like <laughs> <laughs> he does. I'm not trying to insult yeah, him, but like kind of I'm not trying him. to insult him. I'm just, yeah. Trying to ex- if I was gonna ex- how would you describe Brian Stewart to somebody that had no clue who Brian Stewart was? I'll tell you what, I woke up the baby because I hopped out of the office chair to go look, get up close to the TV to see if they would shoot him up close on the camera and see if he was wearing an undershirt. He stopped wearing his wife it. was so pissed. Like, what the fuck are you doing in there? It's like I just gotta see if Brian Stewart's got an undershirt on. Uh, He's done wearing it. <laughs> That's a shame. He's got to be like one of the. I mean, I guess Tiger wore the, but he didn't wear a white undershirt. Remember when Tiger was going through his sweating bouts? <laughs> Just like he, yeah, that was interesting. Um, okay, let's talk about the actual golf. So it's blowing over YLI. It was it was awesome to watch. The scores. The, I think they, at one point they showed the graphic. Uh, it was. Like a 300 shot difference or something almost. I think it was like 400 shots between first round uh, cumulative under par of the field and and first round this year. I'm surprised that they didn't adjust some par fours to par fives today to make sure that more of the field was living under par. (laughs) And it's soft. It's soft. It's very soft. Drenched over there. It was lift clean in place. Uh, But the wind was just howling. uh, There were, you know, you could post an under par round it wasn't like total carnage but compared to what we're used to at the sony it was a challenge what'd you think yeah i thought it was it's always nice to watch guys play in some sort of condition 
obviously, like when it's firm and fast, that's a condition. And we see that a lot here, which makes it really compelling. And I think I think that's like overall like one of the things that I like a lot about this event is that the ball like moves after it hits the ground usually. Today, not so much, but we're blessed with uh some Kona wins. Are they Kona yeah. wins? Oh, you're asking the wrong person. I have no idea. Is Kona does Kona Kona might only be Maui. I have no idea. This is a Whatever, very- trade wins. You know, they, it was really blown out there. Yeah. Like when you see guys on a really soft golf course struggling to shoot around par, like on one of the easiest courses on the PGA tour schedule, it's really blowing. Yeah. Yeah. So it it was a fun watch for that reason. Um, Barry messaged me that fans weren't allowed in the grandstands. It wasn't safe to be in the grandstand. It was was blowing so hard. hard. Yeah. Wow. So it's, 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 it was a fantastic watch. Uh, I still find it a little like, what do you make of these guys? I don't know. Just like the lines these guys are taking off tees. It just feels weird to watch these players on 18 or there's several other Sam Ryder. I think it was well, it's because it. they're oh. in the gym so much, Brendan. <laughs> It's because they're it's because of their athletic training from Joey D that they can take these lines. <laughs> well, no, I, I, it's a little disheartening, right? Uh, it just, it's ridiculous. Uh, not, it's not even disheartening. It just feels off, bizarre to see players on a court. Like it just it's like seeing a, a, a I don't know, like an eighth grader playing in a fifth grade football game or a, a basketball game. It just it feels disorienting. Like you're not playing the game like the way it, or this course, the way it's supposed to be. It's just, it's disorienting. I'm not making a critique. All I'm telling you is it just looks off. It kind of is like when Mike Vrabel was running out the clock because of some loophole in that <laughs> Patriots Titans game the other, the other day. Like, sure. like, and it was like, wow, this is really, smart he's doing this but it's also like it seems like this rule should change and when you watch guys launch it like over four story tall pine trees (laughs) like directly off the tree uh, directly off the tee box and cut off hundreds of yards on holes you're like wow man that maybe they shouldn't probably be able to do that and it's like oh what well, the only reason they could do that is because of the equipment that they get to use. Well, why do they get to use equipment? Like, you know, like it'd be like if aluminum bats were in the major league and it would just be a home run right. derby. That's good. That's good. And, and people would be like, wow, this isn't that interesting. Yeah. And then guess what would happen? They get rid of the aluminum bats. Well, Cal Morikawa, Colin Morikawa is our leader, not to be confused with the uh, Horikawa. Where's Horikawa on the leaderboard? So Colin Morikawa shoots a 65, five under. Horikawa is three over. Not looking like they'll be a weekend pairing. Eh, uh, don't speak so soon. Horikawa. Round of the day, went out early. It was still blowing. You know, it's not like he caught some, like, massive advantage. Uh, post a 65, completely unsurprising, given the player he is, given how he looked last week uh at uh Kapalua in some windier conditions. I think he posted a T seven, I want to yeah. say there. Um so completely unsurprising. Probably he, breakout I don't know, breakout's the wrong term, but I think we're just gonna see more of this from him throughout the year. Nosferatu posted something really good. 
okay. about Morikawa. Six on Twitter. Yeah, he said. Uh, let's see. Here you go. Let's see. What do we got here? Sorry, I'm trying to. Find no, you're it. fine. You're fine. I think they said on the air like he has the most top tens on the PGA Tour since. Yeah, he has. Summer. He has the most. He started. I think he went twelve for twelve, made cuts. Um, he's he might be the most consistent player, non John Rom. I don't know. His his falls his fall wasn't as as strong. So. I can't find it now, but it, there's it, it's something about like first player since Tiger to get into the top 50 in the world without missing a cut. Okay. That makes sense. That kind um, of falls in line with what we were just talking about. And I think in terms of like one of the things that's crazy is he didn't even drive the ball well today. He right. lost lots of strokes on the field driving the ball. It, it he His approach game, his iron play is so amazing. And that that's the thing. Is that Tiger was always the greatest iron player, and this yeah. kid is unbelievable with his irons. He talked about how he had like complete control. It's like one of the most fun rounds he's ever played because when you have complete control of your ball, and he's like, I had total and complete control uh, of every every shot, however far it was going. And this is in the the these wins that we're talking about. I guess it's it's relative, you know. You have a wider dispersion and all that. So, uh. But yeah, it was fun. He, he like you said, ball stroking, approach game. Said he has total control. He leads. Anything else on Morikawa? I think I think when you're just thinking about these young guys, right? Yeah. Colin Morikawa is probably one of the ten best iron players on tour right now. Now. And iron play is something that does not go away, like typically. Yeah. And. When you're a good iron player, you're going to be really, really good for a really, really, really like not good iron player. When you're a great iron player like he is, you're going to be a great player on tour for a very long time. So that would be the case for if you were going to pick like, hey, which one of these young guys is is the guy is Colin Morikawa. That could be uh, his case. Yep. So he leads Matt Jones, Ted Potter Jr., Ryan Who? Palmer. TPJ, who? The wizard, the wizard. Matt Jones. <laughs> God, <laughs> not Mike. Matt. <laughs> God, that's terrible. Matt Jones, TPJ, the the wizard from Ocala, Ted Potter Jr., Ryan Palmer, Rom's, uh, you know, piggyback mate, and uh, Sam Ryder. By two. So there were some scores. Sabo is uh, two under sixty-eight. There were some, un- uh, you know, under par scores available. Anything else on Sony? No, nothing else. Here's a couple things. Todd, the- Todd's at two under. Todd, yeah. You he- picked him one week too early. That was a big he mistake. Was amazing. He was amazing. Some of those shots. Listen to Azinger kind of drool over some of those approach shots. It's like, thank you for coming around. We've been here since you know May. Um, should we talk about Peter Costas's tweet? Eventually, eventually. <laughs> what, what do you want to talk about? He's just throwing slinging arrows. I love. I just it. want to say, Azinger on the broadcast, real quick. He recommended Sun J M as a sleeper for fantasy. I saw that. It's like recommending like Zion Williamson. He's the rookie of the year, Sun J. Like, what are we? What are we talking about here? He also said Satoshi Kadaira is his favorite name on tour. Just say. 
It's a good name, but it's just it was an interesting comment. I, I found Nosferatu's stat. Okay, what is it? All right, stat of the day, and this is VC606, at VC606. 22-year-old Colin Morikawa hasn't missed a cut since he turned pro and could crack the top 50 in the OWGR for the very first time this week at Sony. I can't think of anyone since Tiger Woods who cracked the top 50 before missing a cut as a, as a pro. So, pretty cool. Uh, okay. I like it. Pretty good. Last other notes. Kevin Na got the zip lining roll this year. That's that was a big subject of debate. I think we had a bet last year on who would get the zip lining, come visit Hawaii, zip lining through the woods. Mr. October and... was last week. Really? Yeah. Bryson's done it. He's being like a big goofy motherfucker going down the zip line and making cut, you know. A coochers paddle boarding with his family. Kevin Na was the one that got the uh the zip lining roll. The Hawaii ad. Somebody sent me uh, that Bryson's uh, secret wedges. Yes. Joe Joe Martin sent this to me on Twitter. We're our PXGs. Unbelievable. We got Pat Reed sending cease and desist to Brandel. We got Bryson putting PXGs in the bag. He might have already had those in the bag, I feel like. I think he had PXG wedges. I'm not mistaken, or has experimented with them. Either way, kind of a a reserve. A, what is he like? A reserve guard? If he's just partial. I think he's uh, R R R O C T. He's not a forward position. Okay, R- <laughs> he's a Rotsy. Just a couple wedges. Not a full blown troop. R O C T. All right, recruit and training. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's it. That's all I got. I'll I'll bring something up. Man, I, I want to know Monday Monday Q just tweeted out a little while ago the uh, all time money point standings for the e golf or for the Hooters tour. <laughs> is it Potter? He's number three. David okay. Skins is number one. <laughs> what a name, Skinsy. Yeah, he, legend. He, uh, yeah, legend. He, he uh, I'm just gonna name off a few of this. He's the guys here on in the top thirty. They okay. people will remember. James Vargas. Do you remember that? Mm. Played at uh Florida, was like a, a a phenom. He was number eight. Russell Knox is number four. Really? Okay. How about this name? Major Manning. What? Major Manning? <laughs> yeah. Daytona okay. Beach, Florida. Okay. Ryan Blom, number eleven. Yeah. Let's see. Tommy Beershank, 16. He's been around. Been around the block. Kisner, 21. But, I mean, what does that mean? He, like, played good for, played well for three months and made some money. Like, I don't know. How much money do you need to make? Oh, Joe Duraney, Mr. Handshake. (laughs) Mr. Handshake, that's not good. Reinstated M. Number 12. Reinstated M. money list. Yeah. He's back in the M. All right. Um, we got a couple more. Okay. Brian Stewart, 26. All right. Sean Stephanie, Mr. Deer Hunter, 25. <laughs> there's some. Uh, Dowie Vanderwalt. There's a there's a team name in the pool called like Iowa Bucket List Deer or something. It made me laugh. I butchered it, but it's great. Go ahead. Dowie Vanderwalt. <laughs> yeah. 
that's all I got. <laughs> Dowie is like, I feel like every year I look up, Dowie is like fighting for his life in the web finals or like the web, like conditional. He's just always on the cut line. It feels like every year you can book it. Um, <clears throat> all right. Anything else on Sony at the moment? You good? I'm good. Uh, Are you good? The, yeah, I'm fine. I, I would like to talk and I don't want to kick him down while he's down. But this is actually a thing I wanted to. I want him to do well, and I don't want to. I'm not pointing out his score. I want to know. I actually have a real question. Well, how is Smiley getting in the field? Sponsors exemption. Okay, all right. The canoe, ex- the paddle boarding. They had so. to bring back the kayak. kayak. They were hoping for kayak. I don't right. even think you could go out in the water today. It probably was a big riptide. No. The yeah. kayak might go straight to the bottom of the ocean. So the kayak exemption. All right. I I did that don't mean to bring up his score or kick him while he's down. I was just wondering why, what the exemption was. Okay. Uh, in the European tour, the Johannesburg SA Open, somebody named Johannes Ver- Veerman, an American, went to Texas A&M, lead, shot a 62. This will all be changing by the time you listen to this. Never heard of him. Went to Texas A&M. On the Asian tour, this will all change too. William Ormsby is your early leader. That's like a that Hong Kong Open. It's been delayed like six weeks because yeah. of the protest. Finau's over there. Uh, that's all I got for other scores. You want to hit Costas' tweet real quick? Yeah. All right. What did he say? Something about Schwab Challenge? Oh, I got to look it up. I thought you had it. Hogan? No, I mean, I don't... I, whatever. Peter Costas <laughs> is angry. He's got some <laughs> shots is, to get off. This is great. Popping off about Ben Hogan being a visionary, right? Wasn't that it? Yeah, here you go. <laughs> what kind of visionary was Ben Hogan? How good and ahead of his time was Ben Hogan? According to the PGA Tour, he won his fifth Charles Schwab Challenge in 1959, 12 years before the Charles Schwab Company started in 1971. Now that's a visionary. <laughs> <coughs> Yeah, I mean, it's not as good as his quick strike of, like, memo to the PGA Tour, your website is awful, but it's enjoyable. It's an enjoyable tweet. Uh, Okay, quick news. Pete Dye passes away. Can we direct anyone to the Friday content, the old podcast? I know you've talked about Dye a a fair amount. Yeah, I might put together a bunch of clips, but... I bet bet you can, yeah. He, we don't uh, need to go at length here, yeah. more, but it's like major golf news. Yeah, I mean, he was the best, the greatest architect of his generation, I think, is, is and he fundamentally changed golf architecture into what it is today. So very important golf architect. And, you know, I think everybody knew, everybody in the golf architecture, you know, sphere knew that this was coming. You know, there had been, you know, for the last couple of years, he'd been struggling. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, but at the same time, it, it's a, I think at this point uh, with that, knowing he, you know, kind of been on near the end is it's a time to reflect on all the good he did for the profession and golf. So, sure. yeah, I, when someone of that magnitude passes away, like, everybody tweets their own personal interaction and it's a little weird like it's a little navel gazy like oh, i played this pete dyke course growing up and I'll, it's like 
it's a little odd to talk about how it relates to you. Like when Prince dies, like I listened to this song when I was 12 and, but like, it also is a measure of like the person, right. And their reach and their impact is like, everybody has interacted with this person's work in some way, form or fashion. I mean, uh-huh. it, he designed the the first major <laughs> golf course. That's right. Other news: uh, Tiger Woods such as sets his schedule. We'll be playing schedule. schedule. Nothing unsurprising. Farmers Riviera, elevated status. Um, and then uh, is this news? It's in news for shotgun start. The Prince of Pontevedra goes home. With his friend in tow, his little podcast ho- co-host, Carson Daly. This is just, I mean, I can't even, I can't think of anything more appropriate coming together. We have Rory, we have Carson. There was allegedly a taping in front of an audience at the tour headquarters. It was Players Media Day down there. It was Players uh-huh. Media Day and I, did, I didn't get invited. Did you get invited? I didn't get invited. What the I hell? Didn't. I, I, I usually didn't. they extend an invite do they maybe yeah i always get invited so not this not this year i mean the synergy is kind of amazing we have the the podcast duo rory prince of Pontevedra tour it's just a little too perfect live tour audience he's at he's home and comfortable i bet there was some just unbelievable questions asked by by uh Carson. Carson yeah looks like they're up to some hijinks on the 17th hole I don't know I Rory I love Rory I just want him to I don't know talk to somebody else okay uh should we get the flash any other news <laughs> any uh, other news any yeah, other thing you're bearing a big news item what is it a big 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 free agent signing in the what? in the club industry, uh, what was it? Gains to Wilson. Oh yeah, it's unconf- He's not playing the Cortex. No, is he? he isn't. I asked. Right? I asked. Uh, I asked the social uh, Wilson's social media media guy Corey Holloway. I said, Great guy. "Is Great he guy. is he gaming the the Cortex?" He says it's not not right now, unfortunately. Okay. I think maybe Triton. I think if they got Brian Urlacher to talk some sense <laughs> into him, he'd... maybe go out and work out with them. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, <laughs> all right. Uh, so that's news. Should we hit a uh, flashback Friday? Anything else you want to get to for flashback? Uh, no, I just dropped my wedding ring. I don't know where it went. Well, you'll find it. If it's in the room, you'll find it. <laughs> Um, we'll hit flashback Friday. I just dropped my, do you need me to stall? Do you want me to, you know, vamp here so you can get your flashback notes up? I got them up. Like I, Rory? I, I got, well, I got signed out of my Google account somehow too. So. <laughs> what is happening? I don't know what's going it's on. Late. It's late. <laughs> All right. We're going back to the 07 Sony. Okay. You know who won? Who won? Who won? Who won? I'll just say he he won Jerry wearing Kelly. No, he won wearing a mock turtleneck. Furick? Paul Goidos. Oh, okay. All right. Goidos. 
waddling his way around. <laughs> so Goidos wins the 07 uh, Sony over Luke Donald and Charles Howell the third. Okay. So uh, he kind of got lucky. So he, he hit a chip on 18. It didn't hit a good chip. And it hits the pin and just stops dead. I mean, it was it was humming. Okay. okay. Um, Donald has a chip to tie. It, it hits the pin and doesn't go in. And then Charles Howell just hits a, hits a similar chip to Goidos, but it doesn't hit the flag. It rolls like 15, 20 feet by. He misses the putt. Howell, so, by the way, might have like among the most top tens at a single event. Like he might, <laughs> this might be a PGA Tour record. He's a top 10. He probably played it for 20 years, 25 years. Top 10s, it plays it every year. All right. So, so it's Goidos' first win in 11 years. Two, what, what did he win in 96? Bay Hill. Okay. 256 tournaments. That's the Chess gap. Yeah. 11 years. That's the Chess. So the last time he won, Tiger was still a damn, and Greg Norman was number one in the world. It happens. It Gu- happens. Guys, were st- a lot of the tour was still using persimmon. <laughs> so after the round, he says... You do have to get some good things uh, to happen in order to win. And today, I definitely had some good things happen. Not only did I play pretty well, but the last few holes, the breaks went my way. I never felt like I was going to win. I am still stunned. (laughs) (laughs) So he he kept his card. (laughs) Sounds like uh, Shugo. I never thought I could win. Just have a little more confidence in yourself. Are you still looking for your wedding ring? I found it. I found it. I saw it. I saw it. Okay. It's all over the place. I'm worried I'm losing you. So so the year year before, he was like pretty much it was the last term of the year. He had pretty much no hope of keeping his card. He finished second to to finish ninety-sixth on the money list. (laughs) (laughs) So like basically he had to finish top three to to so um the the a reporter asked him about that and he goes, you know, I set some goals and one of them was to win every decade. When did he set that goal? <laughs> Who sets that goal? What does that mean? Yeah, I think he was being sarcastic. Okay, good. Good. That's good. That's a good line. He's a smart ass. Yeah. He's a good, he's a good uh, interview. Goy he was does. on the fried egg. Early uh-huh. Fried Egg interview, okay. yeah. It was like episode 30 or something. Um, Howell, Howell, it was his seventh runner-up since his win in 2002. Jeez. And that streak continued for a long time. Yeah, kind of just became the trend. Became the bridesmaid. Yeah. Yep. Um, let's see. Um, so what's... Ironic is like so. Howell's talking about his his round, um, it, yep. it, and and how he doesn't really like uh, uh, Wiley. Yeah. So his quote. Howell. Howell. Hmm. Yeah. So at this time, so his quote is, "This one here is not my style golf course." Uh, the big hitting Howell reports he and he the reason it was was because he's a long hitter so okay. it's kind of ironic now yeah that, 
Yeah. <laughs> Considering Howell is like, nah. bah. Yeah. Not a long hitter at all. Right. Right. And he was a long hitter on the PGA yeah. Tour. So, you know, l- last year I think he finished in like the bottom half of the PGA Tour in distance. This is 07 we're talking about. He's uh, a big hitter. 07, he's one of the longest hitters on tour. He he must not be working out. <laughs> eh, actually, he's pretty long. He's 30 32nd on tour. I, re- I I withdraw all that. Okay. Um, and then, uh, another thing that happened this week, Tad Fujikawa. Okay. Oh, seven. He became the youngest player of 50 years to make the cut. He was 16 on, uh, on tour birdied the final hole for a T20. This tournament has like a ton of moments, you know, a ton of like crazy moments. We talked about them in the last episode. It's just a lot of Tad Fujikawa. You've got like playoffs that go into the night. It's, it's strikes. Always weird stuff's happening. Mr. Jimmy Strike. Walker. Jimmy. Oh, yeah. Mark Wilson. Mark Wilson. Sure. I was looking at that interview set with uh, Todd Lewis was doing Wilkinson, talking to Tim Wilkinson. And every time it's that same set, it's on the beach there. I just think of the Matt Every uh, yeah. Kelly Tillman interview, which I think I did Flashback Friday for last year for this event. Was you great. can go find that. I think it's on. You can find the video of it on Deadspin, RIP. But just like the most awkward, bizarre interview that Matt Every, Kelly Tillman, from the beach there. I liked what that Tim Wilkinson uh, said in uh, his interview. What, he said he didn't know if he was actually good enough to get back or what? Yeah, like he uh, was he, not, it was a good yeah, interview. It was a good interview. Um, so uh, a couple things about Goidos. Sony was... You know, second of two wins on PGA Tour, which got him exempt onto the senior tour. Two wins. Okay. You got to get those two wins to get that exemption. He's won five times on the senior tour. Made some hay up there. Yeah. Yeah. His best major finish was runner-up at the 99 U.S. Open. Well, you're not counting the players? Well, ironically, he finished third in his last players. He didn't play the players again after his third. When he hit the water balls with Sergio? Sergio was second. He finished second, and then he finished third the next year. Oh, okay. And then he never played again? He, he wasn't did. exempt? Or I don't know. It, it must have been a uh, a scrubbing from the PGA Tour. What does that mean? They just closed the gates on him? It's kind of probably... like Duke. It happened to Duke, too. Ken Duke? Ken Duke never got to play after he played the greatest round of players history. <laughs> That's why we were saying free Duke. All right. Any more flashback? Tad Fujikawa, the chip in. Did the, the one walk? thing about uh, one thing about uh, Goidos when he turned pro, he yeah. before he turned he was a substitute teacher before he turned pro. Yeah. You know that? Oh, okay. That's yeah. That's a DJ could dunk a basketball type fact. All right. Well, well, no, maybe probably the modern day audience, but they would say that every time. Okay. Substitute teacher. They talk about that all the time on the broadcast back in the day. Sorry. I didn't mean to jam you there. It's okay. You can jam me. That's fine. All right. I deserve it. That was a very basic, that was a basic, basic uh, fact. You're fine. So congrats to Paul Goidos, 2007 winner. Win Win each decade. Yeah, it's a good good uh... goals. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Nothing. You good. All right. Everyone, enjoy your Fridays. Enjoy your weekend. 
enjoy some uh, late night primetime golf over the next few days. And we will uh, check in with you on Monday.